What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show. This is a Tuesday edition, February 17th, 2015. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studios in Dorchester, Massachusetts. If you're listening from outside of the New England area, it is part of the city of Boston, which is covered in snow right now, and we keep trying to dig out, but the problem I'm having is I don't have anywhere to put it anymore. So, if you got an answer to that, and Marty Walsh, there's only so much I can ask for the guy to say. You know, he, people are calling him to try to dig out fire hydrants. Look, dig out your own fire hydrant, and if you can't do it, call your neighbor. Don't call the mayor. He, what do you want him to do? Go around Boston and dig out every fire hydrant? Do it yourself. But I did not bring the one and only Lou Merloni in studio today to talk about digging out fire hydrants, unless you have some sort of rant, Lou, that you'd like to go on with regards to the snowstorm. No, I'm just tired of it. I really am, So to the point where I'm out of here. I'm going to spring training next week. That's it. I'm done. I don't want any part of it. There's nothing like getting a text on a Sunday morning at like 6.30 from your plow guy that says, my transmission is down. Sorry. Who means sorry? All right, I'm going old school. I'm, I'm going to shovel my whole driveway. That's not fun. No. I had to try and do it yesterday. And you know what? I didn't finish the job. Well, I finished the job a little bit. But we can't even move. I, you know, I don't have my own car, Lou. Right. So I, you know, when my parents' cars are available, I'll use them. I needed to get to work yesterday. Sure. Now, I, I didn't get there. We, it's, this, was, this is the type of snow now. My father bought a snowblower last year. It, doesn't, it makes it worse. <laughs> the snowblower makes things worse. So you have to now strategically place the snow yeah. in other places. And even when we did shovel the entire driveway, they have to push the cars to the back of the driveway because there's deadly icicles on the side of the house. You know, they don't want them falling on the car, which is understandable. Right. So you've got to shovel the whole thing. And even when you get that done, Southie is such a war zone and the street's so small that you can't get out. You still got... Um, we just can't get out. Like grills and I got beach, to go. beach chairs. You know, guys yeah. like uh, shoveling out their spots. They got the beach chair out you there. Don't, you don't want to get me going. Like, like that to me just yeah, screams, yeah. steal my chair. You right? don't want to get, well, not if you put a, don't put a nice chair out there. Put a shit piece of shit chair. <laughs> if anybody's putting a nice chair out there, you, could, you know what? I might steal it. I might be the one to steal your nice so chair. So are you all for, like, saving your, your, yeah, uh, your you shoveled have, spot? You have to earn it. You have to earn it. You can't have a three-inch storm, and that's not a storm, but you can't get three inches of snow, wake up in the morning in your BMW, pull out of the spot, don't even t- pick up a shovel, and then put a cone in it. That's not your spot. You didn't do anything to earn that spot. Some guy up the street is shoveling his, sto- his spot with, what, 12 inches of snow? Yes, he deserves to put um, a, a, a microwave. Whatever it takes. An old microwave. Grandmother sitting in a chair. Yeah. Just hold the gram. Just stay here. Will you just it's, save the spot? But, but you know, you, you find now where people started to move their – this is the case of my parents' street. Yeah. And thankfully this happened. Somebody moved the spot, moved their car out, put it in a garage – we just started, they didn't put anything there. Mm. So instead of saying, hey, calling your buddy, hey, you got a car, you need a spot? No. We just started putting the snow there. So now that's an extra place to put snow. Nice. Unfortunately, not even that is enough uh, to, no. to make Salty look like a normal, normal place. But um, we're, we're, you're going to spring training. Yeah. No, I'm not. Though we did, funny thing, before you came in, Lou, mm-hmm. we had a conversation. I had a conversation with Joey T, who works back here at, um, at the screen print in here at Beantown Athletics. And I said, I'll pay for the hotel. You know, if you, he said he knows someone at a, a car rental place. He said, I'll get the car. I said, you drive me to spring training. We will, I have remote equipment. We'll do a podcast every day. 
and I'll pay for the hotel. So there was for no a week. flight involved. This was just. I mean, you're gonna I, drive down. I, I, I'll fly too, but that's extra money. We're trying to save as much money as we can possibly. You got save. a nice studio here, though. Man. I know. You would think that we're rolling in the dough, no, right? This is a, look at this. Look at the equipment you have. You'd think we're rolling the dough. The we're TVs not. TVs you have. You know how many scratch tickets we had to go through to get this, this stuff? This is nice. This is nice. I mean, I've been shoveling. I've been helping girls shovel their spots the last couple days. Because you need an extra mic? I got some digits, but I also charge them 20 bucks a spot. 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> um, it's, the snowstorm's driving me crazy, so we'll stop talking about it. All right. It. Spring in. training baseball. Yes. Again, Lou Merloni in studio with me today here at the Danny Picard Show. And um, it's good to he- just hear baseball talk. Right, it's good. It's good to hear that. It's this warm feeling, isn't it? Yeah. The only problem is, spring training is earlier and earlier each year. When did you? When was the earliest you ever showed up for spring training? Did you know, you, I, I'd say this year. This, this year seems about right. There oh, was think? a couple of those. You know, got to go to Japan and play where it started like the twelfth, thirteenth of, Jan- of February, and you're like, mm. "What the hell's that?" Yeah. No, usually right around this time. Like you know, right? You get Thanksgiving, uh, Valentine's Day over with, and you pop down there. Because you know, I always come from Arizona, but I always felt like the 20th. They start the 20th, right? 21st? Yeah, but I uh, see people who praise guys to go early at spring training. Yeah, I'm over that. I guess when you live here and you got to look out the window at that, I'm not praising anybody for going down to Florida right. early. That's not like, like you don't get extra points in my book to do that. No, actually, I, I, I'm with you because I always go to Arizona. Like the first year when I was playing, I'd be out there till probably like a day or two before I got a report. And, and you're out there, and we used to work out at, you know, start at 7.30 in the morning, be done at like 2.33. And there'd be like lifting, there'd be running, all the agility stuff, baseball stuff. And we'd be out there the whole time, and you're hearing about how so-and-so's really excited about the year because he's there like a week, 10 days early. Yeah. And it's like, wow. well, you know, that, that's because maybe he's got nowhere to work out. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm comfortable here out in Arizona. I'm working just as hard. What, do I not want it as, not, as mm. much? So these guys that show up early, it's like, every, and we do that all the time. <gasps> he's already there. He's already there. I can't believe this. Look at this guy. He's determined. Well, if he wasn't there, he'd be somewhere else doing it. He'd be just as ready. That's interesting. I never looked at it from the perspective of a guy who wasn't there as early as that person. And that person who showed up early, and you can see my, if you can't see my hands, I'm putting quotations up early. They're getting a lot of praise for that. But just because somebody doesn't show up early, yeah. I never thought of the other person. Yeah, How do you feel about that? You know, that? when I showed up early, it was an easier workout. When I showed up early, I, if I showed up three or four days early, the first day or two, I couldn't get the workout in. I was headed out in Arizona. You know, it's like we used to train athletes performance and it would be like, you know, 830 to about 11, 1130, grab lunch, go do some baseball, come back at about 132 and lift again in the afternoon or like do agility in the afternoon. So it was really from like 830 to like three. Yeah. And you go down there and it's like you show up and they're like, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll do some hitting on the field, go to the cage. It would just everything slowed down. Like we were, I wasn't getting the same workout. So I'm like all these people that show up early, getting all this extra credit, you know, I, they're not, they're not even working. They're not working at all, kind uh-huh. of like compared to what you do in the off season to get ready for. Or not as much. No. And so now, when spring training begins for the Red Sox, uh, you know, there's no apology press conferences like the Yankees are going to have. But there's certainly a things that we're looking at. And mm. I, you know, I know the acquisitions they've made with regards to uh, get away from the pitching for a second. But you know, Sandoval. Hanley Ramirez, we'll all be looking at how Hanley plays the outfield. We'll be looking at that dynamic of how many outfielders this team has. But the story for me, it is back to the pitching. It's the rotation. Mm-hmm. And as much as we talk about the guys they brought in, Wade Miley, you know, Porcello, 
What I mean, Clay Buckholtz is still here, and yeah. I assume he's going to be the opening day guy if they don't go out and get a Cole Hamels. And we'll get to Hamels in just a second. But with regards to Clay Buckholtz, where where do you stand, Lou, on his career? Are, are you somebody that looks at the first half of the season two years ago and says, wow, he was the best pitcher in baseball, and then injuries caught up to him? Or or do you look at him and say, last year, he just, yeah, he, that's it. Yeah, this is see, not a kid that has to it. To me, he's he's predictable. As unpredictable as he is, it's actually predictable. Like, I, the, I go back to two years ago, and that's the frustrating thing is the way he started off. I've always felt he's got the best stuff on the staff, and for a month and a half he put it all together, or two months, however long it was, and said, see, there it is. But his career before that, after that, it, it, he's more of, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. And Like I said, maybe you do. Mm-hmm. You know, 33 starts, okay, let's give him four or five on the DL. He's going to miss. Right? On 10 starts, or, you know, it's not going to be pretty. 10 starts, it's going to be really good. And then there's going to be five, six of them out there that are going to be, eh, okay. So, unfortunately, I don't think you count on much from him. It just, there's potential. It's frustrating. He'll get the opening day start, I think. Yeah. Because he's been here the longest. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, that's, that's has, the reason. Has he, has he earned it? No, he's been here the longest. He won't go on last year. Porcello should be the opening day starter, but yep. he won't. It'll be Buckholtz. And the thing, see, but when I go, you go back to two years ago, you, you, I can't ignore that, what he did. In oh, the first it's there. And, and I think that's why I've always looked at him and said, eh, let's give it a little more time. Let's give it a little more time. Last year, though, I'm sorry, especially when they make all, you know, they make the moves. They get rid of Lackey. They get rid of Lester. You're sort of begging for somebody mm-hmm. to step up and, and say, this is my team. This is going to be my rotation because it was open tryout season. And there wasn't one guy that stepped up. You had De La Rosa, and mm-hmm. he's not here anymore. And, Go on. And I, I don't know that I understand that. I, I, I had figured that De La Rosa was going to be in this major package for some stud pitcher. Yeah. At least when we had talked about De La Rosa and the potential in a Red Sox uniform, I just thought he was held on a much higher pedestal than what he was traded for. And I, will, I don't understand the De La Rosa move. Because if there was anybody that did show you that maybe he could be that guy to sort of take the keys to the car and, and, and be the guy in this rotation, he showed more flashes than anybody else. He did. The stuff was electric. It's just that sometimes that third pitch wasn't there on nights. I, I looked at him as uh, Koji insurance. I, 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 when I saw him throw a few times, you would come out of the game 90, 91, 92 miles an hour, and sometimes he got through it, and then he started to pick it up a little bit. Other times he'd get racked around the first inning, and then he'd end that inning 96, 97, 98, pissed off, overthrowing, and maybe not locating. And I was like, you know, why are we trying to turn this kid into something else? Let him go out to the pen. Let him come out throwing 96, 97 with that changeup. Two-pitch guy. The slider isn't perfect. The slider isn't great. He can work on it. He's still young. But what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And last year at spring training, when I talked to a lot of the guys out there, there was a mixed review. Now, the, the uh, tournament to a starter ended up winning. Right, that that opinion yeah. ended up winning because he's a special arm. Uh, if, the more innings we give him, the more adjustments he can make, and the quicker he can come along. There were some, however, that felt like he was a reliever, a back end reliever. But you know, like, again, the starter wins out because let, let's give this guy. In other words, if over five innings he can make an adjustment and become a better pitcher, then maybe if we just give him one inning at a time in the minors. And you know, here they are. Then they make a move in the offseason. I think they gave up on a future closer. Well, but that's the thing. It, let's say internally they said to themselves, which is what you just said, all right, he's not a starter. Yeah. He's Koji Insurance. That's, that's not a small role. No, that's a huge role. That, that's not like you're saying, yeah, he's not a starter. Yeah, he's closer insurance. We can find another one of those. As we're hearing now, Koji Uihara says, 
he played injured last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. I, I mean, <laughs> like, what, what do you think we're watching? Like, I'm not stupid. That's insulting. This is almost insulting my intelligence, his story. We all watched a guy who was playing with the shoulder that was not, was not there. You saw um, the pitch down and a cutting down and away. I mean, it just, was, it just didn't have the bite no, to the it. The split was at the belt more than we've ever seen. I mean, I remember a game last year, Lou, at Yankee Stadium, and it was early. And I can remember, I was, went on your station, WEI, on the weekend, and it was, I think it was a Friday night. I went on the next day. They had a lead, and they brought in Mujica and, <laughs> for, the, for the close. Mm-hmm. And, and now he, he closed it out. Yeah. But Yuihara is sitting there, not even warming up, just sitting there. And I'm going, he's got to be injured. Right. He's got, and everybody, no, he's not injured. We just wanted to go with Mujica. No, 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 no. I don't give a shit what the, what, what, what's on the line. You're in Yankee Stadium. You're the Boston Red Sox. You have a chance to close out a game. I don't care about innings. I don't care about anything. Your closer, yeah. number one guy, is going into that game. I don't care if he pitched four nights Especially before. Especially that year, early in the year. Yeah. And he didn't go in. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, this is bad. And obviously, you had the story. I think it was in Texas where he had a little, maybe a little fatigue. I think it might have that might have happened right before or after that. But clearly, there was some something wrong with him. Yeah. And now we just seem to think a forty-year-old guy is going to come back from that and be as dominant as he was. I don't know that I can put all my money on that. Yeah. No. That that's the bullpen is my biggest concern on this team. I mean, the rotation. Am I? Do I love it? No. Who would? I mean, in April, who would? Now, could guys step up? They're going to need two of these guys to take it to new levels. But if you're going to sit there and say, well, look at the Royals. Well, look at the Orioles. Well, look at their bullpens if you want to look at the Royals. You want to look at the Royals and say mediocre mediocre staff? Look how far they got it? Okay, they had a 7-8-9 inning guy that were just lights out, shut down. They could use their entire pen for the six to get out of a jam if they wanted to. And their starter had to go five. And that's how they won baseball games. So, and the Orioles were lights out, too, once they got Andrew Miller. So you can say, ah, oh, the staff is this, the staff is that. It, it can be a mediocre staff if your bullpen is lights out. And right now I look down there and, and I just I, I shake my head, you know, because it's the most unpredictable thing to, to predict because you don't get many innings, you know, so you don't know if a great bullpen is really that good. By the end of the year, bullpen you didn't think was good is. But when I look at it at the start, I, 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 don't, I don't see what you want to see. Uh-huh. Andrew Miller, is this a guy they should have brought back? No question. Uh, yeah, no question. I mean, I think you, you go as – I don't know how far they wanted to go. You know, I don't care. I don't believe this, believe that, whatever it is. Yeah, you bring him back because he at least shuts down the eighth, and if you need him, he shuts down the ninth, whatever yeah. it was. He I, might be – he's going to be closing for the Yankees. Yeah, and I don't – I don't. He's almost better against righties. Right, no, the guy's I, I mean, filthy. He, yeah. The guy's filthy. And, and you know – what was it? Nine million? Did he get four years? Nine four million? years, nine mil, I believe. Yep. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you yeah, pay I, it. I, you got to pay it. And I know the role. What are they going to do? Have to fire people on Yaki Way if they give him four years, nine mil? We're talking about a guy that's got some of the nastiest stuff in the game. As a big yeah. lefty, there are the best sliders in baseball. Okay, not just from big lefties. The best sliders in baseball. The best, in my opinion, the best pitch in baseball. Okay, Chris Sale. And right after that is Andrew Miller. Yeah, slide it down. I, and most in. devastating pitching I've seen from these two guys, that specific pitch. How do you not bring this guy back? Especially knowing Koji's 40. Hey, you trade Ruby De La Rosa. I, I don't understand the way they, they handled the pitching staff. You said, you know, do you hate the rotation? No. Do I think they can get into the playoffs if that rotation can be, you know, even kill and every right. guy and can, can sort of handle their own role and not, you know, implode? Yeah, I think they could they could squeeze into the playoffs. They're going to win a championship? Come on. 
Yeah, I, no, I just no I just, way. I thought that they were one guy. The way they're doing it early on, like when the season ended, I said, "Man, they got to find innings." I mean, they got to find Joe Kelly's never thrown more than one twenty-four, right? And I and I like his stuff, but he's never he's never given you you know twenty starts in the big league level. You know, Buckholtz is what he is. So that first move, Wade Miley, I I didn't like giving up. Webster. I didn't care about. The guy's just he's scared shitless, you know, of his own shadow. He's just you, if you ever have ever seen him in the locker room, he just sits. His slump, shoulders are slumped in, and he just sort of looks like he's scared. Like he, so, but De La Rosa to me was a back end guy. Miley is at least he can give you two hundred two hundred innings. You play fantasy baseball? Um, I do, but I'm in a league that doesn't go head to head, so I, I just recently quit. Like Wade Miley is the guy. <laughs> Wade Miley's the you guy. Gotta go head to head. That everybody picks up and drops every single week. You know, it's like a matchup thing. You know, it's like you don't know what you're gonna get. Once in a while, you get a nice outing from him. You know, but in fantasy, you just like you sort of just he's out there, free agency. You sort of pick him up every week. As a team, two hundred innings is valuable. That's why they got him early. Yeah. Then they went got Porcello, and I said, okay. You know, I think I think can be a number two. You know, but hopefully he's not their number one. And then when I got Masterson, that's when I started shaking my head. You know, and I just because you knew where they were going. Yeah, you, and you I was knew like, the this, route that this they were could be take. it, right? Yeah. This because they're not going to use him for the bullpen, giving him nine like mm-hmm. this. This is it. Like I think if you went a little bit one more step, if Masterson was replaced by somebody else. Top of that guy, that rotation, then he maybe felt a little bit better. But you, know what, you know what it feels like? And I know it's a different dynamic because even though it's pitching, it's two different things. It feels like, you know, the year they tried to tell us bullpen by committee. Yeah. It has that feel to it. I'm not saying it's the same exact thing. I'm saying it. You have, I have that feeling about it where I say to myself, this isn't going to work with regards to a championship. It, it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you need dominant guys. When you get to the playoffs, if you don't have dominant, and not just one, we could talk about the Red Sox curse, uh, you know, all we want. What was the what was really the curse? Two starters. Yeah, they went up. The best thing this organization ever did was eat Thanksgiving dinner at Kurt Schilling's house. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing they've ever done because it brought in that other guy that was going to go with Pedro that said, "When we get into the playoffs, we are going to smack you over the head with two two starters that will be able to to do damage on 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 every you know every fifth night." Um. And right now, I mean, we we don't even have one guy. No, and, and you know, people can point to Madison Bumgarner all they want and say that's the only pitcher they had. That was a unique World Series to where there was only one legit pitcher in that whole thing. Well, you there was can, only one. You know what? You can have one when he's got the best stuff that we've seen in a long time. Or you can have one when the team you're playing doesn't have one. Yeah, you know, you know what True. I mean. So the, the Royals didn't have one. What big game, James Shields? No, so you had <laughs> you, they had one. So it was just a it was just a strange kind of series when you looked at those two. I mean, look at all the great rotations, right? The A's had a great one. The Tigers had a great one. Neither one of them got in. The, the, the Dodgers had a great one. They couldn't get in. So when, by the time you got to the World Series, there was only one top-level pitcher on either team, and he pitched like it, and that was all he needed. How does Oakland not – how did they not want to take another shot? with? And I know they, needed, they would have needed to spend money to, to keep that rotation mm-hmm. intact. But I tell you what, they win that wild card game, I would have put all my money on Oakland. I that them. rotation, mm-hmm. Lester, Samaja, when when we look at all Sonny the pitchers Gray. in baseball, Sonny Gray, if you line him up against the wall right now, Sonny Gray to me is, is top three. I would pick him maybe even second overall. I, I love the kid. Yes. I love the kid. I think I I think wow. yeah, I think he's that good. And you love him. Yeah, I do. I think he's that good. <laughs> I, I love I'm him. I'm not ready to go that far. But I am. I, I like I'm going him. that far. Sonny Gray, is, I, one of the best pitchers in baseball. I how think he's this? underrated. We'll do this. Me and you, low side bet. What do you want? I don't know how you define better year or not. You go Sonny Gray, I'll take another uh, young guy that kind of has come upon the scene. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman. Okay. Toronto. We'll keep Pick- an eye on those two. Well, you had a trade, though, that, 
that affect that might affect this a little bit, right? Toronto and well, Oakland. Donaldson. Not, we don't go Don- by wins and losses. Well, Donaldson goes. Yeah. Donaldson might be able to help out Stroman a little bit. All right. You know, see. Sonny Gray was helping him out. <laughs> uh, he, now he was helping out Sonny Gray. I, I don't. I don't like that move from Oakland. Donaldson going to. What are you, what are you doing? They got younger with Lowry, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that's crazy not a about move that one either. I like. But I, was, I was, he's had the stories too about him and Billy. They weren't on the same page. Donaldson and Billy Bean. So you get on the wrong side of Billy is, Bean. Is Billy, is Billy Bean, is anyone on the same page? Jo- Josh Reddick isn't on the same page. No, 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 no. And no. he's not going anywhere. No, 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 no. Right? The, you know what the funny thing is, though, about the – somehow the A's will still be a good team. I know. They really it, will it's be. It's crazy. They will. No, they, they You know will. why? You know why? Sonny Gray. <laughs> that's, a guy, that's why Sonny Gray. That's why they'll be a good team. What about San Diego? You like what San Diego did? Yeah, I do, because at least it makes them relevant a little bit. Um yeah, I do. I, I tell you, I am I am fascinated with that outfield. It's okay. scary if they stay healthy. They don't have a center fielder. I mean, are you really going to put Will, Will Myers, Myers in center field? Really? Mm-hmm. They can barely play right. Like, you're going to put him in center? True. He had Beck- a terrible, have terrible. Have you seen Betco Field? I, know. I mean, do you know how freaking big that place is? And you got Matt Kemp, Upton, and, and Will Myers in center? That's a nightmare. They should have just stopped it. You know, if they, if they liked Will Myers, they should have just stopped there, went out and got like a Dexter Fowler and just said, run around like an idiot. You know, well, they, might, they might still be able to do something. There might be there might be some minor leaguer in the San Diego system that that is on the verge of coming up. That's a speedy outfielder. I have Maybe. no idea. You know, I don't pay that much attention to the Padres. They're in a tough division, though. I mean, Dodgers, Giants. Sure. You know, those teams aren't those rotations aren't getting any worse. So on top of what San Diego might have to deal with in the outfield, when those guys get to the plate, you know, they're not going to have uh, the easiest time in the world. But you're in that a Padre division. fan, aren't you happy? Of course I am. You know, you got to be right. Of course I mean, I you're am. looking and saying, okay, we we have good young pitching. Uh, and I'm sick of, like, taking everyone's scraps and turning them into a starter. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone's fourth, fifth outfielder turning them into a starter. I'm sick of utility players turning into starting third baseman, second baseman. So, listen, they made a nice little run. I like it. Uh, Cole Hamels. Mm. We are kind of talking about him. I don't know if we're serious, if we're not going to. See, here's my question. With the uh, Apparently, the Red Sox made an offer to the Phillies, right, about Hamels. Well, at least they That's know coming what from the Nick Red Cofato. Sox, yeah. We don't know the names. We know that this is the report. No minor leaguers, all major leaguers, Ma- right? Yeah, mostly major leaguers, I guess, yeah. So here's my question. <laughs> Are we considering Mookie Betts a major leaguer? Yes, I think Are so. Are we considering Jackie Bradley a major leaguer? I believe so. Are we? So- but I don't think Mookie's involved. I think Mookie and Swihart have been taken out, from what I, from what I understand. So uh-huh. here, here I am with Cole, okay? Beginning of the year, I said, if they think they're going to just let John Lester walk and not pay him the extra money and go get Cole Hamels, you know, that $30 million more, whatever it was going to end up being, $40 million more, is that worth giving up all the prospects to go get a guy in Cole Hamels, a lefty mm-hmm. that you don't know is going to work out here when you already got one the same age that does? Want no part of it. You know, and then it just, you know, I started looking at him, and I still, I don't think there's any urgency to get this thing done. Like, I like Cole Hamels because he's got three or four years attached. You know, I look at guys like Zimmerman and Fister, they got one year left fine in the offseason, you're going to lose everybody. But I just I, I don't see the rush right now. But if the if they came to me and said gun to head, we're we're trading Cole Hamels tomorrow, okay tomorrow to a team. Will you do this or not? I want Mookie Betts. I would say yes. I do it too. I do it too. I'd say yes to Mookie. And, and, and I would always do that. I, I will. All, I'm always going to be the guy that's going to trade the young player that could be great for the especially starting pitcher that already is great. Sure. And we talked about this a little bit on Comcast Sportsnet, not on the air, off the air, mm-hmm. you know, and, and during commercial, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is the, I think is the most special part for me 
to be on those shows with you guys on Between contact. the stuff. It's just like, you know, I'm sitting here, I grow up watching you, you know, and then I see you on TV and radio as somebody who's been trying to uh, sort of break down the door in this business for a while. And then I'm, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there in commercial with you and Michael Hawley, and I'm like, holy shit, this is real. You know, like, this is fucking real life for me right here. Like, this, that's cool. Yeah. And I, maybe you, you can't appreciate that the way I can because, you know, you're looking at me like, oh, we got to talk to Picard next. No, you know, I like you know it. You know what I mean? Like, I love I'm, it. I'm sitting there going, oh, shit, you know, one time. You know I'm a big Danny Picard. You know, man. and even uh, even Felga one time, you know, I'm sitting there and everything's quiet and he's reading the paper and it's just me and him. And I'm like, wow, holy shit. Like, I'm sitting next to Mike Felga right now. Like, Don't like, let him hear that. You know? Don't let those guys no, I, hear that. I, I, I know, but um, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool for me to be in that situation. But anyways, that's just side note. When we had a conversation about, mm-hmm. Cole, you know, Cole Hamels and uh, about what you would give up to get him, I mentioned a guy like Johnny Cueto. And, yeah. you know, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Where, like you just said, gun to your head, do you trade these guys? I would. And I'm always going to be that guy. I'm always going to trade the prospect for the short thing starting pitcher. And the Red Sox, like we said, they need that. And they need it, I think, desperately if we're going to talk about championship. So not just Hamels, you'd do it. But, yeah. but wouldn't you entertain – not just entertain. See, the, the problem with Cueto is the one-year deal. And I don't think you're bringing him back. So Why? Why aren't you bringing him back? Well, no, listen, you could. But Cueto's not – he doesn't fall into that 26-year-old category. Like Zimmerman does, right? But isn't Cueto like 30 years old? No, I want to say Cueto's 28. Um, we're going to pull up my stats right now. Pull I'm up gonna, the stats. Pull up I'm going to Google. This is live But see, the fear, the, the fear of, of – of, you know, if you if you think you, that you're a guy away from winning a championship mm. in July, you want to get Quaid or you want to get Zimmerman, fine. But, you know, the guy that you give up, and the next thing you know, five months later, now you get neither one of them. At least with Hamels, it's going to hurt to get any of those guys. At least with Cole Hamels, you know you got him for three more years. Quaido turned 29 yesterday, unless they didn't update the birthday. So he'll be, that's yeah. the thing, he'll be 30. Now, does he fall into no. the Red Sox 30, that stupid philosophy that they have, that he's going to fall apart at 30 years old? See, and the thing with, with Hamels... I, I do. I, I like. I think the guy's a good pitcher, and I, and I do laugh at you know people keep telling me about the whole National League American League thing. Yeah, the upper echelon National League pitchers can come to the American League and shove it up your ass just like they do in the National League. They can't. I mean, what do you think Kershaw's going to just fall apart if he can't the American League? I mean, do you think mm-hmm. that some of these guys, Zimmerman, they're going to just fall apart? I mean, Scherzer's going to National League. You know, what I mean, so it's the it's the guys like Jake Peavy. It's the guys like Jeff Supon that you say, okay, you, you, go to the National League and be a very good pitcher for another three or four years. You know, it's an easier lineup. But the upper echelon guys with legit shit, they, that translates. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So there's question marks with them. I understand that. Gun to my head, though, yeah, I would do it. That's where I was, was going to get with that is during the conversation about I mentioned Cueto, and that's when you brought up, you know, National League guys well, going to American, American League. League. I, and people have said that to me. Oh, Cueto, he's, he wouldn't be any good in the American League. I say, what? Yeah, I don't buy that. Based on what? What are you playing? A video game? You're plugging him in, and all of a sudden you simulated shit, and everything's going crazy? No. He's got dirty stuff, and that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy we're looking for. The guy with the electric stuff at the top of the rotation. Hamels has it. Quatos has it. I would, I, would, I would make one of those moves, but if you don't, right? And we're looking at this rotation. I need to also look into the Red Sox farm system and say, okay, who's the next kid that they must have in their mind that, that they think is close. It's got to be Henry Owens. How close do you think he is? And I guess, I mean, how much have you even seen from him? I've only seen a yeah, couple see, highlights. I, I, I've never I, seen him in person. I worry about the hype with Henry Owens, okay? 
Yeah, and Brian Johnson's another guy that they both left these similar fashion, kind of like low 90s. Henry Owens got that great changeup. And everything that I've heard from guys, the, the scouts that have watched him, he doesn't blow you away at all the first time, but mm. by the sixth, seventh time you watch him, you're impressed by him. But they worry about fastball location and the breaking ball. You know, is it big league ready? Can he locate the fastball enough? Is his curveball enough? Because the changeup is great. When you walk through the minor leagues, if you've got a great changeup, you can just walk right through it. Because, you know, 1-0 change-ups, guys are just coming out of their shoes. 2-0 change they get It doesn't have to be a good one. They're just coming out of their shoes. You throw a change-up up, and they'll just swing right through it, or they'll foul it back. You know, the big league level, let's see how if – he, if he gets too predictable with this change-up, like Clay was early in his career, yeah. you start sitting on that great change-up, you can still get him. You know, so he's got to be able to locate the fastball and the curveball. So I still think there's some development there with some pitches. The guy that gets me excited is Eduardo Rodriguez, the kid they got from Miller, actually. You know, he's, he's 21, Baltimore, 22. Yeah, Baltimore 90, prospect. 96. You come in, you can make more mistakes at 96 than you can at 90. You know, you, you, just, you just can't. Yeah. And Johnson's a little bit more of a, of a Henry Owens guy. Doesn't have that lights-out change-up, like that one lights-out pitch, but he's kind of crafty and can locate everything he's got. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I wonder if Henry Owens isn't, you know, a little bit, right now a little bit too hyped. It's going to be a big year for him to kind of develop some of that secondary stuff, other than his change-up. Um, but when you mentioned the... Um, Andrew Miller thing, yeah. Baltimore. I mean, I wouldn't have even traded him. No. I wouldn't have even traded him. I love what they got in return, though. Yeah, but even knowing how good he would have been, I'm thinking, well, I have somebody that's pretty good, mm-hmm. and I have somebody that's great in this division, which, again, to be great, that's something that, that, that— See, they could have traded him, got Rodriguez, and then signed him back for the big But dollars. I don't even like that. I don't even like that thought process. If you love a pitcher, and he's got great stuff, and he's, and he's dominant— in Boston, I mean, again, that's a whole nother conversation you right. need to have with guys. You got to be dominant in this town, which is tough to do. Mm-hmm. You have that guy. Don't risk it. Don't say, "Hey, we might be able to sign him," even if you think you're going to throw up more money than anyone else. You have no idea. Yeah. You might think that. Well, they should have. No they should have dangled an extension right then and there. I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like you're a, you're a starting pitcher. It's not like you're you know you're, you're you're a position player to where you see a twenty million dollar deal out there. You know you're still a reliever. Nine million dollars is a lot, but in the scheme of baseball, it's not. So could mm. they have rather than traded him, tried to give him an extension before he hits free agency? I mean, he was so close, but could it have done could it have been done earlier? That's where they probably really yeah. screwed up this thing early. Are the Red Sox should they be favorites in the AL East? Because I believe I read Vegas has put them at that. I mean, they, they should be. They should be one of the top two teams. I mean, and that's the problem. I look around the league and the Yankees, who the hell knows, right? I mean, who, who, how I the mean, hell can you predict what that team's going to do I, this year? I mean, hey. The best part is their bullpen. Their back end. Yeah. I mean, they got to get Carpenter now from Atlanta uh-huh. with, with, you know, with your boy and to go with yeah. Matanzas, <laughs> Andrew Matanzas. Miller. Yeah. So, I mean, they're loading the back end, but I don't know what the hell they're going to get. Baltimore, I think – Lost, you know, Cruz and Marquecas. You know, when Pineda isn't Andrew putting the Miller. pine tar on his forehead, I, I think that, you know, if he's smearing it all over his cheeks, um, I, yeah. Do you I, dare say Toronto again? How many times are they going to get you? I mean, no. Strowman, I think, will still be a finalist for the side. Young. He <laughs> With could Sonny be. Gray. I, look, I, hey, I'm not, I, I'm not saying I dislike Strowman. I, yeah. I don't. I do like him. Just, you know, Sonny Gray. I, I take Sonny Gray over. No, I That's think all. right now they should be. Their lineup is good. They're going to have the best lineup in baseball. The Red Sox, yeah. I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. Because not only are they starting nine good, but they've they got depth. they got they got a lot of depth. Yeah. I don't know how the right field thing's going to shake out, but they got a lot of depth. What about the left field thing? I mean, Hanley Ramirez, he's going to be fielding a lot of balls off the monster. You yeah. know, the fake monster in spring training. You might yeah. have to go up there and hit some <laughs> off the wall for him. Is that, what type of transition is that going to be for him? It, it, it'll be uh, 
I think he's a good enough athlete, athlete to figure that thing out. To me, in, a, in an ideal world, he play first. You know, he's, he's a shortstop. He can go to first very easily. I can keep him a lot healthier at first mm-hmm. base. But you got Napoli over there, so you're looking at your team. I, I think he'll be all right. But when it comes to handling, I know there's some injuries. Um, we'll see in the attitude. I'm not really worried about the attitude as much. We forget how elite hitter this guy is when he is healthy. Now, if he can stay healthy, that's the question. The attitude mm-hmm. I'm not worried about, but this guy's still an elite. He's a guy I would give $20 million to. The other guy at third, I think we could struggle watching him. I, I, my thing is... I think Sandoval can also play first. Mm-hmm. And if he's willing to do that, that's another thing you say, okay, Napoli's done after this year, right? Mm-hmm. Hanley comes right back down to third. Sure. And maybe that maybe that's why he's doing this. Maybe but, that's why But Pablo's a better third baseman. He is, but hey, everybody seems to be making a big deal about how big Pablo Sandoval is. Wouldn't you put the bigger cat over at first? Well, he's uh it's never really been an injury though. He's big. That's just his body. You know, I mean it's just He's big. Eventually, maybe he breaks I look, down. I love the Sandoval signing. I loved it more than a lot of people. People people like to think like they've been spotting him at the gym. Like they know how much he's benching. I, no, you have no idea. You're sitting on a couch eating a cheeseburger, tweeting me, <laughs> texting me. Like, what are you talking about? Like the guy's he, a professional athlete. He's, I tell you, he's a you very good like athlete. You act like you've been in the gym ever. You've never, been in, you've never even been in the gym. And you're going to question this guy? No, I'm sorry. Pablo <laughs> Sandoval is going to be a beast. And, he's got, and people, oh, he's average. You ever see the hits this guy has in the postseason? Yes. This guy puts his work boots on, and he comes to play. But the problem— That guy can play on my team any day. Don't you think, though, that you, you view him as that? I mean, it, well, give, but is give that, me an average false, stat line for him. Is that? But, but just because I view him as that, right. is that, like, false advertisement? It's not. Oh, no. That's the real thing. But he is, to me, he's going to play very good defense at third base. I'm, I'm, you're going to be happy with him. I think the expectations that he's going to be, like, this 300 hitter, 330. He's going to hit 275 to 280. And play a very good defense and maybe about 15 bombs, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But I think people will expect more from him for $20 million. Do you? You know what? I, the money, if you say $20 million, and I think of the Red Sox, and I say, what's $20 million? What's $20 million? And I know it's easy for me to say because it's not my money. It's not your money. You're not signing the check. Okay. But it's reality. I, 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 it's not like we're living in this league where if they spend over a certain amount— uh, yeah, there's a luxury tax, right? But what does does uh, Julie on Yaki Way not get to sell peanuts anymore because the Red Sox go over the luxury tax? They got to start cutting jobs. No, <laughs> everyone's got their fucking jobs still. They don't have to do anything. Just spend the money. I'd rather be in a city with no salary cap, with a team spending money, than a team that's been sitting there waiting to make moves for years and saying we got all this money, we don't spend it. What do you mean you don't have this money? Well, of course we have the money. There's no luxury. There's no. There's nothing. Spend the money. <laughs> I'm okay with the Red Sox. Anybody who flips out about the Red Sox spending too much money, no. No, I don't. Listen, I, I, I don't. I don't mind them spending. They should. They should spend. You know, and, and they should spend some more. You know, they probably should have spent some more this off season. But I think I think Pablo is a very good player. I think as far as upside goes, there's yeah. more upside with Hanley. I can't let. And we could. I could keep you here all okay. day. I could. And and I don't want to do that. I know you got things to do. Um. But I can't let you leave. You, know, you see the Pedro Martinez bobblehead. Yeah, in front, I do. Right? And Petey's. Yeah, and Captain Picard. Someone bought that for me. I, I, I do love these Do ones. you know who the other one is? The other guy is? No. Come on. Open up a can of whoop-ass. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's, that that doesn't even look like No, him. it doesn't. It's a tough. It's not it's even a, close. It's a tough version. His elbow pads have it's fallen like a skinny off. skinny head. Yeah, it's not a good version. 
We got some. I do love some Stone Cold. Though. Yeah, we got some cool. So what you trying to say is I got a bobblehead? You know, I got to get you one. Oh, we got to get a Lou Merloni bobblehead. Yeah, I can get you one. Got a little, no question. Got a little utility belt around it. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't. I didn't say it. you did. <laughs> I didn't say it. But hey, if there's one, if there's if there's any memory that you can give me of your career with the Red Sox, and, and I'm not saying that I have this memory. Of you, but I can recall a conversation that we had a couple of years back on Twitter. Yep. Uh, but I think this was before I even worked at WEI. I had a conversation with you about the 1999 ALDS and Game 5 yeah. in Cleveland. And how I was sitting there watching that game on my computer on YouTube in its entirety. Pedro Martinez comes in. Six perfect. Uh, what, in the fourth? Yeah, right? fourth inning. Fourth and and the game's tied. At eight, mm-hmm. Troy O'Leary, I mean, two home runs, one grand slam, one three-run home run. Mm-hmm. They had Tommy come back, he gave, and he gave him an 8-7 lead again. I think it was John Valentin, yep. maybe dro- tied it up, and then Troy O'Leary again. And then Nomar, double, RBI double, your boy, my boy. <laughs> By the way, I have a Georgia Tech Nomar Garcia power. Do you really? That's how big of a Nomar fan I am. When Nomar got traded, I'll never forget where I was. I was on my back porch getting some sun in Southie and uh, listening to WEI. And you know what? I believe it was, it was a weekend, right? It was a Saturday. I think it was Dickerson who was doing a weekend show. Maybe I don't even remember what. I day think it was. it was him. I think it, he was the one that told me, and I, I was beside myself. You I'm cried? going. I, I'm going. They just traded. He was having a good year. He was having a year. That well, year. he had some health issues, and he couldn't get in the field every day. He was having a good season. He was. He was having a good year. Yeah, it was om- to me at least from what I can remember. It's almost like the bounce back. Of, of Noma, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was the guy. I can remember one home run that year, interleague play in Atlanta, deep center field. I'm a Noma guy. I mean, I, that, that was See, my that, guy. That, that's good to hear because there are a lot of people that sort of forget what he was. I got his back all day, every day. I got Noma's back. He had his issues when he left. I understand that. He understands that. But a lot of people do forget what he was from 97 to that point. Oh, he was, he was a superstar. <laughs> he was phenomenal. I got his Georgia Tech jersey. All yellow jersey. I, every time I, I used to wear it at Fenway, people would say, oh, where'd you get that? I'd say, what? sports authority. It was like 20 bucks, dude. Like, go get one. They got Clemens. They got Bonds. They had all the college guys. Yeah. But uh, anyways, sorry. 1999, yeah. Game 5 ALDS, Pedro Martinez. I was in a conversation with you on Twitter when I was watching it in its entirety a couple of years ago. And I asked, you know, is this was that the greatest that you've, that you've seen Pedro? Pedro just recently into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'm a Pedro guy, too. You know, those are my guys. Nomar and Pedro are my guys. Is that your finest memory of Pedro Martinez, that game? It was so hard because I I played with him from, what, 99 or 2000, 2000. Mm. I saw those years. Yeah. You know, so it was just like he saw it for six months, 32 starts. It was just unbelievable. I saw the game in the Yankee Stadium, the Chili Davis home run. But that game there was, um, yeah, that was amazing because nobody knew what the hell we were going to get from him. I remember when he went down first game, we thought he was done for the series, and it was just you know, we're screwed. You know, we're screwed again. Look at this lineup. It's a Hall of Fame lineup. Petey's done. Saberhagen takes the ball. He gets absolutely smothered, you know, in that game five. And like, you know, Petey's got the spikes and he's walking down the bullpen. And, and normally we would say, oh, this is beautiful. But a lot of guys were like, oh, this might not go well. He might go out there in the pen and walk right back down. He might come into the game and not have anything. And he really didn't have much. That's the crazy thing. That's when you knew Petey was going to have, you know, when the velocity went down. He was going to be just fine because still in that game he he wasn't throwing ninety six ninety seven like mm-hmm. he normally was. He was still he was throwing low nineties, but he pitched 
I've never, you know, we talk about the transition, you know, from like a power pitcher to like a finesse pitcher. And got, he did that like he did that in a matter of four days. You know what I mean? And he just went out there and he threw the bullpen. I mean, he started getting loose. And I remember, I'll never forget it because uh, Scott Hatterberg was our backup, was our catcher. You know, Tech was there, but Hattie was there with me. And we were talking about playoff shares. All right. And it was, you know, if we lose this game. On the bench? I no, mean, in bef- the dugout? Before the game, playing cards. You know, we're playing dominoes or cards, whatever, before the game. And that comes up. That yeah, that comes up. So we're sitting there talking about it. And he's just like, you know, if, you know, if we lose this game, I think, I think we take, you know, I think our check will be like 28, 29,000. You know, they take taxes out of it. Whatever. If we win this game, even if we lose the next round, it'll be like 80-90 if you lose in the ALCS. And Hattie was like, we got to win this game because <laughs> I got I to build. Hattie was a big fly fisherman, all right? He's like, I got to build a, 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 you know, a little garage or whatever you want to call it out in the backyard because I want a place to go and do my flies, tie my flies. I want to heat it. I want it beautiful. I got this whole idea. We got to win this game for that. So Petey goes out there in the fourth inning, one, two, three, Kind of walks off the field. We still don't know, you know, because we look at the gun, and we're yeah. like, ah. And he comes in, he taps his spikes on the top step, and he sort of looks around the bench, and everyone's just sort of staring at him. And all of a sudden, he just belts out, Petey's in the house. <laughs> and with that, Hattie elbows me. I'm going to get my shed. I'm going to get my shed. And it was it. Oh, Perfect. Shit. Perfect for six more, man. It was. And that lineup, man, go look at that lineup yeah. they had. That lineup was stupid. Manny, I mean, Tommy. Oh, just forget about it. I mean, they had everybody. Robbie, they had yeah. uh, Omar, Fryman. Tommy, I mean, they were just stacked. They Lofton, Justice, Manny. I mean, it was off the charts, and he just walked right through them. And then Beautiful. Troy O'Leary, you know, that, that's the game. You, you, when you think of Troy O'Leary, I actually think that's why I watched it. It was like Troy O'Leary's well, birthday. So I'm sitting thing. there at coach. I go, ah, got my iced coffee. Let's, uh, let's, let's look at some Troy O'Leary Troy high, was, highlights. i tell you what, Troy Next was, thing, you know, Troy was game. destroyed during batting practice that day. Because if, if you go back and look, he was awful the first three or four, four games of that series. He was awful. And Nomar was killing him. Like, Hardcore was getting crap left and right, right? But, Jesus, when the hell are you going to pitch around this guy? You know, I mean, Nomar's killing you. So he said, screw it. I'm going to walk him. And pitched Troy O'Leary, who's been struggling. And during BP, Troy was like, I suck. You should play left. I suck right now. And we were just having this discussion in the outfield. And it was like, dude, it all goes away with one game. Just one, one hit. Mm-hmm. One, one whatever. It all goes away. And we were all just out there hanging out, shooting the shit in left field during BP. And, of course, they don't want to pitch to Nomi. And he comes up there, boom. Was it uh, – was it a two-run shot, a three-run shot, or was it a three-run shot and a grand slam? I mean, he had two bombs. It was a three-run shot and a grand slam. Yeah, two, and they just wanted no part of Nomi, and they walked mm-hmm. him, and O'Leary's hitting bombs. So it was, uh, it was awesome. What a great game. Yeah, it, that, I mean, that's, you know, Pedro Martinez, when I, when I think of him, obviously, you think of the championship, um, but 1999, Game 5, yeah. ALDS in Cleveland. You know, not just Pedro, Troy O'Leary as well. Uh, so I, I couldn't let you leave here. No, that's cool. Like I like those and, stories. And Noma... They, gave, they showed him a little bit last night, uh, or a couple, night, couple nights ago on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> Sunday night version. Yeah, I liked it. No, ma, I was wondering. You, I was wondering if he's going to be there or not. But he wasn't there. No, he wasn't right? there. Only Peyton Manning and Jeter. Jeter, Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Now the Yankees obviously will retire Jeter's number. Um, they're going to retire Andy Pettit's. I know. Well, how do you feel about that? Listen, I mean, it's not my organization. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think Pettit's a Hall of Famer. I think Pettit falls in that category of Hall of Very Good. Because which is why not, he, nothing to do with the HGH, honestly. I just right. don't think he's I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was the Hall of Very Good, which is not bad. Which is not a bad thing. Like all these guys that like, you know, fringe, you say, Well, is he a Hall of Famer? And if you say no, he's not, they all of a sudden jump down your throat, like, Oh, he sucked, oh, he was better than you. You're like, dude, I'm not comparing any of these guys to my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all better than me. But was he a guy 
during that era was feared? Was he a guy that well, he was respected? Yeah, a big game in the World Series, playoffs. Yeah, you knew you were going to get a great outing from him. But it's more than – Hall of Fame is more than just that. It's longevity. Yeah, he put it in. But just was he ever one of the greats of that time? When I played, it was Glavin, it was Maddox, it was Randy, it was Pedro. That was it. You played in Clemens's. Clemens, yes. I'm sorry, right? Clemens. Clemens, yes. He was the other guy. Uh, would you put Clemens in? I would. Call me crazy. Uh, I want Rosen. I, believe me, I'm. I'm not. I'm. You're not crazy. Neither am I. I'm Clemens, Clemens should be in. in. I'm putting Bonds in. I want Pete Rose in. How the mm-hmm. hell do I walk to the Hall of Fame and show my kid that this is the greatest players of all time, and not show the guy that got more hits than anybody because he gambled afterwards as a manager? Yeah. You know, I just. You know, Roger Clemens was 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 great. You know, Barry Bonds. I played in '03 in uh, San Diego. I got traded out of camp. So I got to play against him for like the first four months of the season, and we were on the same division. It was it was video game, you know. It was the greatest exhibition of hitting each and every time I watched him hit, every single game, like that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And, and I know what he did, and I know what Roger did. But all I could tell you is I I don't know what everyone did, but while I played, they were the two of the best players in baseball, and they should be in the Hall of Fame. And Bonds is now working out with A Rod, right? Which is Alex. What? And he wonders why people freaking make fun of him. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I said all that about Barry. But at the same point, I wouldn't go at a guy in my position like Alex Rodriguez and go and, and work out with Barry freaking Bonds. Like, he got away with it. He did it during Deflate. He announced it during Deflategate. Nobody on ESPN wanted to pay any. They had Mark Brunel crying with footballs under his arms. And I mean, A-Rod was, was uh, injecting with Bonds somewhere. Hell, they didn't I mean, care. But it, really, I mean, think about it. Everything, all the scrutiny that he's been under. And you got to go oh, work out in the offseason. What am I going to go do? I'm going to go work out with Barry Bonds. The dumbest decision of all time. But the timing to announce it couldn't have come worked out any perfectly. Now he's going to have to. He's going to have to. Uh, he's going to have a press conference now. So. He's going to apologize to the yeah, media. Yeah. How many times do you have a press conference before people stop listening? Apologizing for what? We've, we're done, right? We're done listening to. Them. We're just. We're just. We're going to sort of. Wa- we're going to watch because it's going to be something else that we can make fun of him about, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're not going to sit there and say, oh, okay, well, he apologized. Well, you, okay, I'll, I'll, you, we forgive you. Clean slate with us. No, no, no. It's, you're going to watch because everything he does is entertaining and is laughable, unfortunately. Yeah, it is laughable and will be uh, very laughable. I'm sure they'll do a Saturday Night Live skit on that <laughs> as well. Uh, Lou, listen, I know we kept you longer than Sorry, I, I lost track of the time. Me too. Uh, I, have, I had you in that 99 ALDS discussion. Yeah. Uh, but listen – Let's do it again. Absolutely. We can hear you at WEI uh, every weekday uh, with Benz and Fourier, right? 10 to 2. Yep. And then you're on Comcast Sportsnet. Yes, sir. Anything I am. else you got you want to promote? You that's got about all we got promote. going on right now. I mean, that's good. I'll get you a bobblehead. And get we'll me be a bobblehead. Right. Yeah. We'll get you some gear. We'll get you some four <laughs> Boston gear. Got to wear it into you. Got to you. Got to wear it somewhere, maybe around EEI, because I was wearing this Boston stuff, and Bradford was giving me a hard time. He's like, "Oh, you want people to think you're from Boston? What?" Of course. What are you talk? What does that mean? <laughs> Why I don't? The- yeah, I, I know. Like, I, I don't get it. He didn't understand it either. <laughs> now he wears at Bradfall on his yeah, T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> that we'll, says it all. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you. All you need to know. We'll get you some stuff, Lou. Right. Thanks a lot, and uh, great stuff. We'll get you in here again. Soon. All right, Danny, you got it, buddy. All right. All right, we'll wrap up the show with the poll of the day. Make sure you go to DannyPicard.com right now and vote. And it is baseball related, as we're here talking about spring training uh, and just. The thought of spring training gets you a little bit warmer inside, just a little bit, even under these freezing temperatures here in Boston. 
Uh, if you're not in Boston listening to the show, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyways, it is still time to get a spring training baseball poll. We already actually had one. It was a San Diego Padres-related poll. This one's going to be Major League Baseball World Series-related. 2015 World Series. Here's the question. Based on the current odds, who is your favorite to win the 2015 World Series? We're going to give you six options. The Washington Nationals, the L.A. Dodgers, the L.A. Angels, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Boston Red Sox, or the Chicago Cubs. Now, should the Red Sox even be in the top six? I don't think so. Um, The fact that, you know, you got the Giants still down there. They still have Bumgarner. I think that you can't over, even a team like Seattle. Maybe they should be bumped up a little bit, right? But anyways, right now the Washington Nationals are the favorite. I'm going to give you those six teams: Nationals, Dodgers, Angels, Cardinals, Red Sox, and Cubs. Uh, my answer for this, based on just those six teams, who's the favorite to win it all next year? I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I really am. You know, Kershaw, I think, has to be hungry for another championship, and they certainly have the rotation to do it. Um, I I like the Dodgers. I think that this could be this year. This could be their year. Just right now, based on what we're talking about, spring training, again, a lot of stuff could change, but it's a topic that at least makes you think about some baseball, right? Here in this, as we get this cold weather rolling in, and again, if you're not from the Boston area, um, I'm sure you're just laughing at me, complaining about the cold and the snow, but that's the poll, whether you like it or not. It is baseball-related, even here in uh, mid, mid-February, the middle of February, pitches and catches, everybody's reporting. So my favorite would be the Dodgers. Vegas's favorite right now is the Nationals. Who's your favorite? Go to dannypicard.com right now and vote the poll of the day. Again, special thanks to Lou Marloni, who joined me in studio today here at Beantown Athletics in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Thanks to my producer, Pete Needham. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Hey, I'm getting some tweets asking me, Danny, when are you going to be on iTunes? When are you going to be on iTunes? Uh, The answer to that question is, I don't fucking know. We're trying, all right? It's not a me thing. It's a them thing. We've submitted it all. Waiting to hear back. Just waiting. We keep contacting. We keep waiting. When it does happen, we will let you know. But we hopefully will be on there soon. That's all I can say about it. Here five days a week. I'm out. Talk to you tomorrow.